0: This
1: podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.
0: Well, if you are a fan of uh, of crime dramas and so forth, um, and if you want an opportunity to test yourself out in some of the circumstances that uh, some of those um, uh, forensic crime solvers. Um, put into place when they're going on uh, their missions to solve crime. Maybe you won't be interested in this interview, because we're talking about the science of crime with Angela Clark this morning. Angela, Morenda, good to have you with us.
1: Morena, dear.
0: Kia ora. Now, last time you and I spoke, it was around summer school papers that you were doing uh, yep. around um, forensics. So before we talk about this, this wonderful new enterprise of yours, give us a bit of your own background.
1: Cool. So I'm a forensic anthropologist by expertise, which means I work with the police and the courts to determine what happened around the time of death when human skeletal remains are found. Um, And that integrates into my part-time work within the university where I um, run the summer school in forensic biology which is a very popular summer school paper. And um, given the fact that I am uh, part-time it gives me a little bit of uh, opportunity to expand into different areas. So uh, the science of crime is really a A need I saw in the market um, for a fun event regarding science. So it it gets me out of that educational role. It's not a sit-down, 50-minute lecture. It's actually a really good, fun, immersive event where we can cater to lots of different people of all different backgrounds regarding whether they've had any previous science or not and also um, an opportunity to get kids involved in science in a a fun uh, way.
0: All right. So... What this essentially does is it puts us in an immersive situation where we are um, tasked with solving uh, a crime, in a mock crime scene, of course, yep. um, using real forensic techniques. Yes. So what was the genesis of this idea?
1: Um, oh, I don't know how it... <laughs> it's a good question. I don't know, to be honest, how it kind of came about. I guess I was, I've been doing work... Um, for the science festival since 2012 with running workshops and so i've got a lot of experience with meeting with public and and adults and children and it was something that kind of originated from that but what i did for the science festival previously was run much more of an educational event so um, a participant would get a booklet and then they would process different aspects of a crime scene and work themselves through a booklet um and I saw a niche with the rise in escape rooms and um, the popularity of them. I saw a niche in the market Well, to go, well, hang on, can we actually combine these two elements and can we make a fun event but with some science in it? I think I attended a couple of escape rooms and I... They were not logical. They weren't. There was no purpose to them apart from figuring out a few code words and number locks, and then finding some keys. You know, there was no. There was a story, but it a narrative, but it wasn't a strong one. And so I kind of took that idea away and started to develop a, quite a niche um, event, immersive event, like you said, that means that you can actually have a story, have that narrative and and processes. Forensics is always that sexy catchword that everybody kind of is drawn to um, but not many people understand how complex um, the sciences behind it and not in in an advanced way but in a in a way that it's not always black and white it's not just you catch that person it's not always an easy match there's lots of aspects of crime scene analysis that are just pattern matching so if you're good at doing a uh, jigsaw puzzles or logic puzzles or crosswords you actually can do forensic science. Um, So that was kind of the theme that kind of just started to evolve. And then I um, went with a rough business idea to co-starters and did the course in Dunedin um, and that really solidified my idea and the branding and the type of event that I was going to release into that public
0: sphere. And you've had an opportunity to do that, you tested it out essentially didn't you?
1: I did yeah, we had a a week of 11 events, at least 250 people through those events during um, the science festival that we had in Dunedin.
0: And for that purpose, tell us what you set up for those experiences.
1: So we had two main catchment areas. We had um, a kids event, a tweens event, and a family event, and they all did one scenario. And then we had a teenager group and an adult group that did a different scenario. The the more family-friendly and young child-friendly event was... um, Teddy bears picnic gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a, a catnapping scenario where we had six potential um, suspects who were all present in the crime scene. Well, in what became the crime scene in the in the picnic area, the um, the attendees at the event had to piece together. A few um, different puzzles to work out what suspect was which, open a few digit combinations, um, find a few keys, but also along the way they were tasked with finding three important pieces of forensic evidence. So this was identify some hairs um, and collect them from the crime scene. Um, It was finding a fingerprint and pattern matching that fingerprint to one of the suspects. And um, we had some UV footprints that were not visible in the room. And um, along the way they got the tools, they got batteries and a torch in order to, to put together a UV light and a clue to say, well, now it's time to switch off the lights. And, um, and then these amazing um, footprints of, in bright fluorescent green popped out on the floor, and that led to the final um, cupboard, essentially a lock where the cat was found. But in order to actually, well, the cat was in a separate box within that cupboard, so in order to actually get that final, find the cat, they had to present to, um, to me to, as a kind of the chief... Um, crime scene examiner to actually get uh, the key but they had to have their three pieces of forensic evidence correct before that was
0: allowed so problem solving teamwork absolutely critical thinking
1: beyond belief
0: yeah 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 Yeah. and a great deal of fun along the way
1: absolutely and then it got a little bit more serious for the teenagers and the adult events and we had a murder mystery where it was a locked room murder, essentially. It was a murder that happened during a dinner party and um, it had to be one of the five suspects. Uh, We had a little bit more involved puzzles, as you might expect, for that older audience and a few, not so much extra stuff, just a little bit more complex. And one thing that they got to do within that... um, Event was they actually found the murder weapon, and they um, used real forensic powders and brushes, um, and t- and found the fingerprints. So they, in the children's event, the fingerprint was quite visible, whereas in the adult event and the teenagers, they actually had to use those forensic tools to find the fingerprints. And and um, and, and
0: are they finding their own way through that, or there is some absolutely,
1: yeah. So the way that it's structured is that they get a brief, a, a video introduction. Um, they get a little. bit of a brief talk by myself about what they need to do and their first um, task is to actually open the box on their table and they have to find the key for that Um, and within that box is the case file and reading the case file gives them an indication of the crime scene scenario and what they have to do and the way they have to do it
0: so it approximates in some way real life experience
1: um in a fun way, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think, and I see this with my work um, at the university um, and on previous um, science events that I've run, as that fingerprinting looks fantastic on TV. It's so easy; you just dust a little bit of powder on, and you get your bright, shiny fingerprint. In real life, it is horrible. <laughs> you know, it's it's so difficult to actually get that t- technique right, um, and um, I think there's a great expectation by people that that it's just that e- it is as easy as you see on TV and, and some of my research around um, the CSI effect that I've done within the university really kind of solidified that belief in people that the
0: cSI effect i e the the um what we 're what we're gaining through the media about yes. the impressions about how this work is really done absolutely. is so distant from how it actually happens
1: absolutely yeah, and you know a fingerprint isn't a nice well in in our events they are a nice planted fingerprint, but in real life that isn 't the case it could be a partial side of your finger or a smudge um, and I think that um It really hits home when I um, kind of people get quite disheartened about not being able to do it because it's like it looks so good on TV and so easy, whereas in New Zealand it takes five years to train as a fingerprint examiner with the New Zealand Police. So it it isn't just what you see on TV, and I think when you kind of put it into perspective of like this is an actual very specific trained professional profession, and it's okay if you don't find the answer.
0: So, Angela, clearly, uh, this appeals as as entertainment. Yes, um, but your hope is that it's more than that.
1: Um, I think the academic within me had that belief initially. Um, I think, and given my given my prior roles within the science festival and running events that have been more educational. Um, I, I think with this event I've created a balance so the people who want to take more away from it will and they're the ones who stick around after the event and ask you loads of questions or um, you know or want to know more about what what it is they're doing other people that we saw come through were just happy doing the puzzles figuring it out and they were happy with with having a complete circuit of um, f- solving the mystery. So I and I'm happy with with that. I think I feel like what I've what I've done is enough to introduce people to different concepts and to explore different areas and if they want to then progress those those ideas um and those different um you know if they want to get really interested in fingerprint analysis then that has provided the stepping stone for them to do that.
0: So you had that opportunity to to test this in the market as it yes, were. Absolutely. Uh, you would have yep. learned a few things from that no doubt, made a few tweaks here and there.
1: Yeah, um yes, a little bit, but not not too much. I mean the only thing um that was actually amazingly helpful feedback was to put subtitles on my videos. Ah. And it it was just such a simple thing to do. So as soon as I had that feedback, I was like, oh, yeah, good point, right, do that. And then the next event that we ran, we had subtitled videos. And then there was no constructive (laughs) constructive, uh, feedback for the the following day when we did that. So, um, which in a a good way, you know, um, I think there was a few... Um, parents of participants in the children's events that said that they wanted something more more educational um, so it was interesting because that was actually something I wasn't trying to achieve here, I was trying to bring it back but then uh, she mentioned to me that she was um She homeschooled her children. So I think it... I I guess it just depends on the background of of the participants that she wanted... She potentially expected a more of a lesson style, whereas what we were doing was actually providing a a fun event.
0: So where is the Science of Crime at now?
1: Well, um, we've got an amazing venue um, within the gasworks that we use for the Science Festival, which um, they've um, agreed that we can use in the future. And... um, I guess it's just about marketing, doing, you know, more media outreach and um, and getting a few events booked. I think I've already had um, a couple of emails and approaches from different corporates to do team building activities. And one thing that I designed this business um, in mind is actually to go anywhere. So we can come to your house and do a kid's birthday party. We can come to your work and cater for 50 to you know 100 people in different crime scene scenarios. Or we can hire a venue like the Gasworks, which is a, an incredible venue, and pe- get people to come to us. Um, so there's just the the, um, the possibilities in that way are, are endless. But um, yeah, so I think it's just seeing how the market is in the Greater Dunedin and doing a couple of events at a time and, um, and just gradually building that publicity.
0: So a really important aspect here is that you, you can tailor this to the younger crowd, or a oh, teenage absolutely. crowd, or an, or an adult crowd. Yes, uh, uh, it can be oh, well, the, the uh, clearly a, a team building. You can see the, the, the appeal for the corporate element there yeah. for sure. Yes,
1: yeah,
0: exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, and also we can just there's endless amounts of science forensic techniques that we can add in. You know, we only used three essentially um, in in these events during Science Festival, but there's probably like. 50 different options and um, the way that I've built it means that we can, if, a, if it's somebody's birthday party or if it's a corporation we can actually use that information within building a new case scenario so it's actually personalised to that person and all that business and it just makes it a little bit more immersive.
0: I love it How can people find out more about the science of crime?
1: Um, my website uh, which is thescienceofcrime.com um, and um, or email me at scienceofcrime.nz at com
0: i got a feeling this is going to be big. I, I mean, so. the, the escape room concept has taken off you know, all around the world. Yes. Uh, this is definitely transferable anywhere in the world, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is, yeah. From <laughs> It was interesting with Science Festival. I already had about uh, four approaches from different people asking me whether I was in Christchurch, Marlborough, Wellington. Um, and somebody asked me if it was if I had a franchise that they could take into Southeast Asia. And I'm like, oh, I'm not quite there but, but yet, ready for but that? maybe one day.
0: Oh, Angela. <laughs> oh, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, great. Great experience and um, what a fantastic idea. It's, um, it's great to talk with you about this without your summer school hat on. Yeah, you're absolutely. you yeah. several hats, clearly. <laughs> uh, this one, um, very exciting. All the best with the Science of Crime. Angela Clark. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.